0: Welcome back to He's Abroad. This is Jason here in New Jersey, still in quarantine slash isolation, joined as always by John, who's abroad in New Zealand, and it's quite early over there. It is very early. And also again by Arlen, who's joining us from Morningside Heights in in Manhattan.
1: I'm not in Morningside Heights. I'm in Washington Heights.
0: Whatever. How's it going?
1: (laughs) (laughs) Good, good.
0: Well, that's good. Glad you could join us again. Brittany's out for a run. Otherwise she would have been here and you know what you snooze you lose or in this case you run and try to be active and not a fatty on a couch Uh, and that that's what happens. You don't get to join us on this podcast. So (laughs) in your face. Uh, How's everybody doing?
2: good tired we uh fell back last night so it's much earlier than it should be people are like well you should feel less tired no i've been up since 4 30 because i had to do a family conference call and no one seemed to care that i was the only one that had to wake up at four or five in the morning so there
1: <laughs> oh no
2: <laughs> so I, I got it out of my system i wasn't happy about it but you do what you have to do
0: well i've been getting up obviously i don't have to take my hour commute to work every day but i've still been getting up at like uh, pretty reasonable time every day. Um, yeah, I've just, I've just been slacking actually getting out of bed. That's the bigger problem.
1: Is it because you're looking at the news and then you are just like, what's the point of even getting out of bed at this point?
0: Um, no, I'm just lazy. I did make pancakes this morning. So even though I'm getting early, I, get, I, I made pancakes for everybody. Wait, wake, wake uh, woke up in my, uh, in my house, so i made pancakes. Did that? This is the second weekend in a row. So you didn't and, make pancakes for your
2: family. You just made pancakes for yourself.
0: No, I said I made pancakes for everybody. Oh, okay, made pancakes for the family. Sorry, I wasn't. Made everybody, I made so many goddamn pancakes today. All right, you have no idea. This recipe, I I looked up the recipe to make Clinton Street Baking Company uh, pancakes. Okay, what's that? And oh man, wow! When this thing's over, we're gone. <laughs> okay. So Clinton Street Baking Company are like my favorite pancakes. Um, they're in the Lower East Side, but there's also a something community juice, community something juice. That's probably closer to you where that's in the Upper West Side and they are, they're also owned by the same people and their blueberry pancakes are unreal. They're amazing. So last week I decided, all right, I'm going to try to make Japanese style souffle pancakes, you know, the big, tall, fluffy pancakes. And I did it actually? I, I pulled it off to a reasonable, reasonable extent, you know. But uh, this week I was like, "All right, try something different." I'm gonna try uh, making some some of uh, Clinton Street Baking Company pancakes, and I did pulled it off all right. And then I decided I'm gonna start one of these uh, Instagram challenges. See if this could work. Called uh, Sea Pancakes make pancakes, so that's why John I, I challenged Alice because you're not on Instagram. So I challenged her to make pancakes. I also challenged Greg to make pancakes. So you um, did.
1: Wait, when did you challenge him? This morning. Oh, okay. Well, he a couple of weeks ago, like when this whole like lockdown first started, um, I was making him make all of our food because full disclosure, I wasn't feeling well. And I was worried that if I did have coronavirus, I didn't want him to get it. So I didn't want to cook any of the food that we were both eating. How do you play? <clears throat> Greg does yeah. not really cook things. Yeah. <laughs> um, So
0: I know he made pancakes, though. That's one of the reasons why I added him, because I remember those posts.
1: Exactly. So that was, I think, I I feel like that might have been the first time he's ever made pancakes that weren't from like a pancake batter. So
0: I got to admit, last week was the first time I made pancakes that weren't from a pancake batter. Actually, last week might have been the first time I ever made pancakes. Full stop.
1: Really? Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. had you never made pancakes before?
0: I don't know, because I'm lazy. Never really made anything for breakfast. Pancakes. I guess I've made eggs. Eggs are easy. Omelets, you of all the people, though. I think you eat. If someone
2: said, well, name a friend that eats out for m- the majority of their meals, it's you. Yeah,
0: probably. <laughs> probably. Obviously, not, not in that kind of, uh, I don't have that kind of privilege anymore. So if I want some sweet, fatty, delicious shit, then I got to make it myself. So I made the whole works today. I made, it was pancakes, some with blueberries, some without, um, similar recipe as last week where I needed to make a meringue, which I've never done before. Um, and then worked that into the batter. Um, also made a blueberry compote and some maple butter. So i i recreated the nice. entire Clinton street baking company pancake experience.
1: Nice. How did and, taste?
0: uh, Delicious. Real good. Although this this thing, I halved the recipe. Halved it. Okay. And I ended up with 25 pancakes. Wow. For four people. That's so, a lot. <laughs> so I actually, I stopped Jeez. at 12. We <gasps> ate those. And then after breakfast, I made, I was able to make 13 more. And then I
2: just froze them. I, I thought you said there. that you stopped at 12. Like you stopped at
0: eating at 12. Like you personally, <laughs> when you first said that, I stopped no. at 12. And then everyone else said, Jesus. No, I have no idea how many I ate. I ate a lot of them, though. They weren't huge, though. They were relatively small, um, but they came out quite well. I was I was quite satisfied. So yeah, pancake challenge is on. Can't wait for that to go viral and catch fire and take this uh, take the world by storm. It's like I'm the people making this. That. People making this whipped coffee. Have you seen this? No. Oh, it, it looks disgusting.
2: <laughs> it's like it's instant. <laughs> it's instant coffee. It's sugar. And uh, is it water? I think it's water and milk, some type of liquid. And you basically whip this thing for ten minutes, and it makes like this real, like sour cream consistency, thick instant coffee whip that you put on top of milk. It's a Korean dish, I believe, or if it's not, people are claiming it is.
1: <clears throat> I don't think that it's Korean. I was watching a video about it, and I think, um, I think drinking coffee that way is actually like Eastern European originally. Is it? Okay. Yeah, especially like in a lot of those places, like Nest Cafe is like a big thing. Um, so more of that sort of like whipped consistency in your coffee or like having a um, frappe like type drink is more okay, common so, there. So I found
2: a Wikipedia article on it. And it's called Dalgona Coffee. And so Dalgona coffee is a beverage made by whipping equal portions of instant coffee, sugar, and hot water until it becomes very creamy, and then adding it to cold or hot milk. Occasionally, it is topped with instant coffee, cocoa, crumbled biscuits, honeycomb, etc. It was made popular by Jung E-woo, a South Korean actor who visited an eatery in Macau, Macau. 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 Where he was served a similar beverage reminding him of Dalgona, a type of nostalgic Korean honeycomb, and later presented on a South Korean TV show called the Convenience Store Restaurant, and obviously it has a Korean name. Um, mm-hmm. under hashtag Dolgona Coffee Challenge. So this has been blowing up on South Korea YouTube channel before going viral on TikTok.
0: Can you whip anything into a like a meringue like substance or like a creamy like substance? Or are there limits to this? I'm guessing there's something in the instant coffee that causes
2: it to consist like this in sugar, but I don't know. I'm not a cook.
0: Oh, this looks not good. This
1: looks like a cook of shit. <laughs> <laughs> it looks disgusting. Well, so place yeah, is no. India,
0: is where it technically originates from. Look, no, thank Wikipedia you. This thing. is. I would have at least dressed this up with something on top. Like no, uh.
1: It it looks gross. Yeah. But yeah,
2: yeah, blown up. It's blown up, on, uh, it's blown
0: up on. It's blown up on the the internet. So. Well, good for them. People are bored. They got to they gotta do what they can. So what are they doing? <laughs> People they're are make, bored and they're, they're cooking making... for the first time ever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You got you to get after it. But yeah, the Pancake Challenge, let it be said on this on the record that I am the first person to post the uh, see Pancake, make Pancake Challenge. And um, if this does take the world by storm, I'm going to say it right here. You're welcome. We're uh, ready to take on advertisers. Aunt Jemima, I'm not using you, but God damn it, I will whore out your product. <laughs>
1: I think we definitely need to make Greg make pancakes again. And uh well, he does.
0: And then he needs to pay it forward and challenge other people.
1: I wouldn't now, say he does. I would say he has once. <laughs> so-
0: now my my original my original plan was to say challenge as many pancakes as you make, but I did not have a good picture of the 25 pancakes, and the most flattering picture was of two. Uh um, <laughs> So that's I did not. I completely abandoned that thought. Um, but yeah, made made two tights, made plain and blueberry. And yeah, I'm not going to lie. I, I crushed it. I knocked it out of the park.
1: Sounds like it.
0: Yeah, it was great. Love me some pancakes. And uh, yeah, maybe I'll maybe I'll keep on trying. Who knows? Only on the weekends, though. I get healthy, healthy ish breakfast during the weekday. So, yeah, that's how I'm passing the time. Arlen, how you stay insane?
1: Um... That's a good question. Well, I mean, we cleaned our whole apartment the other day. Um, I've been trying to exercise at least like a few times a week. Um, And yeah, I mean, one of the things I've been thinking about, you know, you were talking about kind of keeping to a similar schedule um, while you're working from home and you know all the advice of like how to stay sane while you're working from home is like keep the same schedule that you normally have and that's like such weird advice when you work in hospitality and are um not working because
0: every time you serve you, every time Craig's eating how's the food
1: <laughs> <laughs> coming by with a water pitcher you know or something. Yeah. <laughs> yeah um and then and
0: then get and then get pissy with him when he doesn't tip well <laughs>
1: Yeah, exactly. Or like every time I walk into a room being like, corner, coming in. Um,
0: Oh, that one goes over my head. I don't know what that is. uh,
1: There are a lot of blind corners in restaurants and everyone's moving really quickly. So there's like there's been a lot of like TikToks and like other, you know, um, videos from out of work um, servers that are like keeping to my normal schedule. And they're like dressed in their full uniform and like. You know, every time they walk into a room, they yell corner coming in Um, because that's what you do when you're walking in and out of a blind corner area in a restaurant. So you don't collide with someone else who might be around that blind corner. Got it. Um, Anyway, it's funny if you got the reference and if you have to explain it, maybe it's not so funny.
0: (laughs) I think it's hilarious now.
1: Yeah. But um, the thing that I've been thinking about is like. I am already used to having a lot of unstructured time during the day. Um, and I think once the initial um, shock of not having a job um, war- started to wear off, um, I've realized that not that much about my day-to-day life has like really changed aside from not leaving the apartment very often and not having to go to a job that, frankly, I didn't love going to in the first place. Um, So now that I actually am on unemployment, and I can, you know, chill out about the money factor, I'm starting to feel okay, you know, Um, and I'm starting to think more about ways to use uh, the time that I have um, to the best of my ability. And that's actually something that I am going to circle back to later. Good
0: looking forward to it nice John how you doing this is the first week of working remote no second week remote yeah, right? I'm
2: actually very busy <laughs> it's
0: like it's like the people yeah, that I work too. for they haven't seemed to realize
2: that working from home actually isn't as efficient as being at the office but they're like yeah so how about we do more stuff yeah all this new stuff came in we should really do this and I'm like uh okay sure but um I'm sitting at home <laughs> in my in my sweatpants and t-shirt and uh, you guys want to have 50 meetings during the day so um yeah yeah i'm actually yeah i'm actually so many meetings because people are just like yeah it's really easy just to call everybody now and it's like how about we don't treat this as if we had to meet instead of just oh yeah yeah you should be just yeah just jump on the call real quick and let's have a discussion (laughs) yeah um so many
0: so many meetings
2: yeah right it's more and again i just think this is because management has realized that they don't you know part of management's power is to bring everyone into a room like to like pull everyone away from their desk into a room. And when they can't do that, think about it. Management doesn't actually have much to do. Like it's actually like, and I've realized, look I'm a supervisor, right? So like I've realized I don't have as much supervision to do when most of the people that I supervise, I send out something at the beginning of the week and they just work on it. I'm like, yeah. okay, I actually don't need to walk down there and say, hey man, how's it going? Like I can send a a message and that's two seconds versus like, hey, I could spend a whole 30 minutes walking to somebody's desk, right? So I found myself more busy doing actual artwork, which normally doesn't happen because normally I'm busy doing supervisor work. Um, but the people who only do supervisor work, the people above me, I've got a feeling they're getting real bored <laughs> because they're just like, wait a minute, <laughs> I haven't actually done any artwork in probably 15 years since I've reached this high level position in making Hollywood, you know, feature films i'm just going to send messages to everyone and then ask you to do a bunch of stuff so it's like hey can you do this thing for me and it's like no i'm not doing this (laughs) thing because you're bored it's like no 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 man you gotta do like i'm sorry that you're bored but i'm not gonna do this and so there's just been some real funny conversations where you can tell that the real senior people are starting to get a little restless um where the artists love it the people that work for me are just like this is great i get to sit at home i could you know i can play with my kid in between waiting for stuff to finish um, I can have a drink at my desk at three o'clock and no one's here to look at me. You know, I don't have to take a shower when I first wake up. Like the artists absolutely love this, but we're going to stop working from home the minute we can, because management is going to lose their minds.
0: Yeah. How long do they think it's going to be in New Zealand? Do they have any, any sort of projection? Well,
2: if I had to guess now, we've got a, the people in my office, we've got, we've got a lot of bets going, right? We've got a lot of gambling going you and we, we, and we gamble bottles of whiskey <laughs> for the okay. office. So, wow. Um, there's basically a bunch of bets going. One of the big bets is when are, when are we going to be back to work. So my current date, like when are when are we back in the office? Someone has middle of May. Someone okay. has end of May. I've got end of June. Oh, so it's very
0: broad, broad strokes. Is there, no, no, is I've, there, like, there's a actual date, date, range? date. So like someone's got like okay. a date
2: like May 15th. The other person has a date like June 1st. I've got a date of June 28th, and Oof. somebody else has a has a date of like July 14th, whatever that first Monday is, and the second Monday in July is. Oh. Um, I think with the way that things are going, the cases we still have about eighty cases a day in New Zealand. So we're probably about to hit a thousand today when they released the, the latest report. Yeah, we've only had one
0: death. That one death came. And you don't have point. you don't have Don Lemon to break those numbers either. How do you? There's do no it? Don
2: Lemon. There's no Chris Cuomo at home telling us that the beast comes out at night. There's none of that. <laughs> um <laughs> I mean, I wait what <laughs> i
1: haven't been watching the news so
2: so so chris cuomo has coronavirus and i've been watching the clips on youtube yeah. and he is uh he's explaining his symptoms and and how he he chipped a tooth apparently coughing him and sanjay gupta wow. talked about him chipping a tooth when he was coughing how um, so do you he's chip to, a he,
1: tooth from coughing i guess to,
2: it's something well, when, you're,
0: when you're Chris Cuomo and you do everything full strength yeah. and you're getting after it. You got to You got to get after it when you're coughing too. Yeah. <laughs> so so anyway, yeah. So we don't
2: have any of that. But I'm gonna guess that. So look, the current lockdown is supposed to be until end of April, right? That's the date. So we started March twenty twenty eighth. That felt like not last Thursday, but Thursday after last. And we're supposed to go four weeks. After that four weeks, depending on the cases, is when they reevaluate. So there's four levels in New Zealand. We are at the highest level. And my understanding is that they're gonna step back down through the levels. So even if, you know, we're on the downhill slide of this thing come end of April, they'll say, Okay, let's go to level three, which means for the most part, if you're over seventy or you're immune compromised, you have to stay home. But for the most part, people, if you can't, if you you know, if you've got a job but you have to go to work, you can. Um. So a lot people who are sort of right now who aren't able to go to work and have been furloughed or been given deferment payment because they still have a job, their company hasn't released them, but, you know, they, they can't work, right? Their job requires them to be at an office or on site somewhere. Those people can go back to work. Step two is when it's like, okay, essential travel is sort of, you know, you only travel if you have to. So, like, there's not as much plane rides and the country border is still shut down, that type of stuff. So, I think we'll step back through down the levels. I would say best case scenario is end of May is when all of this is completely over where people can go back to their quote unquote normal lives.
0: Yeah, hopefully. Um, I think I'm hoping that in May at some point, I mean, who knows about New York? But my hope is that I don't think we're going to go back to normal like that. It's just not going to happen. But at least saying OK, restaurants could open back up, but at half capacity and things slowly getting back to Like, I don't think we'll be back to where we were. Let's call it in November. I don't think we'll be there until like probably next next summer. Like that's that's my assumption. Next because summer? I think
1: like not yeah, the yeah. coming summer, but the following right. one.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Like what I mean by that is actually going back to the way things were before where, you know, gatherings are going to be the same and people are just gonna be like, yeah, whatever, you know, it's like, and the reason I say that is because that's probably around the time we'll have a vaccine and the true and we'll really have a handle on it. Uh, We'll know, I'll say when this thing comes back in the fall or winter, what form it takes place, it takes the form of and how detrimental it is and until then it'll be like all right we can go back but you know try to keep social distancing don't have these big crowds if if you have sporting events or concerts like you got to have like a limited capacity so that people can be properly spaced apart you know there is still going to be that fear because you don't want it to get back out there otherwise everything we've been doing have been for nothing so there has to be this gradual um you know this this gradual return to normalcy as opposed to just, all right, everybody can leave tomorrow. We have no new cases. Let's do it. Yeah. Well, the th- you the think thing that, that think restaurants
1: will... are going to open up again, though, like as soon as May? Because I don't.
0: I don't. Either. I, I, I think like I would hope by like end of May, at least you can do some like limited capacity. But I don't know. I have no idea.
1: I don't think so. I think restaurants are going to be the last thing that opens back up.
0: Hmm. I'm I agree about sports. I wonder when sports are going to well, start going and if they'll the, the actually start sports, playing without without crowds.
2: Well, that's the thing right because that is what, what what will happen right Sports if you think about where revenues from from sporting events come from, a lot of it's TV rights, right So you can yeah, still make money you can still make money running a sport just without fans right because think about it you have the NBA Finals or you have the NHL Finals or you have the beginning of the NFL season. most of that money comes from advertising. And from television so i don't think there's a i think you could totally play an nfl game in september with no fans mm-hmm I don't again, I think the fans, as far as like the fifty thousand people that show up to a game and buy concessions, right? Like those workers are the most are what's what's going to be hurt the most through sporting events. The people that you know they get theirs eighteen to twenty weeks throughout the year if they're let's just say they're an NFL employee, right? And you work the gate or you work concessions or you work on the fields of the actual arena, right? Like people who actually work for Madison Square Garden or actually work for you know whatever other arena you want to you want to bring up. Those people, again, like those people, getting them back to work, that's a huge part of the workforce. But actually having fans and income take from ticket sales is probably one of the last things on the list as far as financial income. That if you're an owner of a sports team, you're saying the best thing I need to do is get these guys that I'm paying millions of dollars back on the field. And if anything, television rights go up. They become more important more more eyeballs are watching sports at home they are already doing that now less and less people go to sporting events cuz it's so expensive to go to a sporting event you've now given people reason to not go where they go i'd much rather sit at home with my 60 inch tv and i can have my whole family watching a game versus having to pay over 200 to 300 dollars just for the concessions and just for the just to reach into the arena if you've got a family of 5 to watch a football what about game. what about movie theaters Movie theaters apparently have already started opening back up in China, which starts to make me realize I don't
0: know what to believe out of China anymore. <laughs> That's what I'm saying is that if we have to we have to go all China for a moment. Like if if Trump just said straight up quarantine, everybody's gotta stay home for three weeks straight, the thing kind of goes away,
2: right? Again, I don't know. That's what people think, but do you believe the things that China's telling you? I don't. It's hard to well, I don't to. know. Why wouldn't nobody you? knows? They're nobody seem, they knows if like China has completely eradicated this thing or not. I don't know, right? I'm not Haven't saying that they they're lying. Have a resurgence
1: yeah. of um, cases, though. I don't
0: know. Yeah, I'll so tell you he, who doesn't have any uh, any reported cases: North Korea, no reported cases.
1: <laughs> so <laughs>
0: that's the problem. It, like, you just, were there, and and, yeah, and look, what, what it's funny because it? because Jason,
2: I think me and you are going to have to we're going to have to to eat some eat some humble pie here. Because many times on this podcast, me and you both have claimed to be globalist, mm-hmm. and this is where globalism starts to fall apart a bit, is because we have become such a global society, you'll never actually kill this thing if you're saying, hey, you, know, you should be able to travel wherever you want to, if we think that, for the most part, it's fairly safe, because you could easily re-spark this entire thing with one or two people who travel from a place that has this virus still. So what are you saying? Alex Jones is right. I Unfortunately, I think that the thing that will be the last thing to open is actually the borders. I think everyone's going to stay where they are for 2020. I don't think you're going to be traveling. I don't think you're going to be flying anywhere. I don't think there's going to be international travel. I think all that stuff, you can basically close all that down until 2021.
0: Damn. Well, we'll see. We'll see. This stuff's making depre- me depressed. Let's get to some news because I got some <laughs> silly shit. All right, um, let's move on. Let's move on to some, all right. some silliness. So only only two stories today because uh, Brittany's not here and I didn't prepare. So I got a story. Arlen's got a story. John's only watching essential news. Um, so as we did last time, we'll give uh, John the choice. I'll give a little bit of information about my about uh, my story, and then Arlen can give hers, and then we'll get going. So um, mine, Jesus, Arlen, how would you summarize yours? While well, I think of a way to summarize mine. <laughs>
1: um okay well while you think L- of a way, <laughs> while you think of a way to summarize your story um <clears throat> i actually i told you at the beat i told you before we started recording that i had um, a couple of comments from last week that i wanted oh yeah to you're right on. sorry so do that um, so i'll do that so i wanted to clarify. wait wait
0: wait wait if it's about the reality shows, we could save that for media therapy.
1: <laughs> it's not about the reality shows. <laughs> Perfect.
0: And have at it. And go go at about it.
1: So um I wanted to clarify something that I said uh in our discussion about abstract art last week. Um to offend No, I didn't. I offended myself as an art historian because what I said was not that clear. Um, What I said and what I want to correct was that abstract art uh, starts to pick up around World War II. And that's not... I meant something kind of specific. So... um, Abstract art really starts to happen at the turn of the century, so around 1900, um, and it continues, honestly, through to the present through um, contemporary art. Um, and so abstract art actually can take a lot of different forms, and I wanted to be very clear about what I was talking about. Um, so in terms of like the abstract art that you're referring to when you mentioned Red Square, um that stuff is happening sort of like in the 19-teens and early 1920s. Um, and a lot of that has more to do with, um, it has more to do with like responses to um, political propaganda. Um, and as we move through like World War One and beyond World War I, um, what I was really kind of getting at in my comment last week had to do with, um, abstract art responding to, uh, a war-torn physical environment, um, and as well as, like, a war-torn physical body of, um, survivors of World War One. Um... And then I found an article that is a good follow-up to this, so we can choose to talk about it or not. Um, but it just, it's in the LA Times, and it is talking about um, the, how the bubonic plague changed art history and uh, what that could mean for the ways that coronavirus will change the trajectory of art following, you know, in, in the 2020s and beyond. Um so that was one follow up and then my other follow up is about cats and coronavirus.
0: <laughs> yeah, all right. Um, I'm I'm in. Let's, yeah. Let's hear this. <laughs>
1: so so I found a real article. Um this might have been the thing that you were looking at as well. Um and it is Cats may get coronavirus, but experts say it's nothing to worry about. It's in CNN Health. And oh, it's, You know, I'm I-
0: disappointed. I thought I thought you were talking about Cats the movie.
1: No, no.
0: Um, okay. Yes. This is this is the article then that I that I was thinking of. Yeah. About.
1: And it's by Sandy Lamotte. Um And I just wanted to clarify because I didn't get a chance to mention that um, my own cat, Teddy, uh, is prone to upper respiratory infections um, and has certainly had coronaviruses before because the common cold is a coronavirus and he's had Mm. colds like that before. And then this article just talks about how there was an experiment done where Um, cats are given like an unrealistically high amount of this virus squirted up their little noses which is so sad and um, some of them did contract the virus but they didn't really have symptoms and there are a lot of questions about the validity of the study just because it's not a realistic exposure for an animal Um, and basically the advice is like you can still snuggle your animals even if you Are sick, you just should try not to like kiss them or like you should wash your hands and not like breathe on them and stuff. Um,
0: I put it in a bubble,
1: yeah. So, (laughs) those were my follow ups. And yes, in general, cats can get like the common cold type of coronavirus. Um, and I know because I've been sneezed on by my cat many times and gotten like a full face of cat's not so <laughs>
0: <Jeez>. wonderful <laughs> hashtag release the butthole cut. Um, <laughs> <laughs> all right. Um, so what's, what's your story about?
1: My story um, is the one that I was kind of referring to earlier. Um, so it's about um, top it, level. a couple of words. It's basically about like what we should do with our time.
0: Okay, my story is about love. So, John, what do Let's you? Let's start want to
2: with do? Arlen's story first, and then we'll move on Great. to love. We'll end it with love.
0: Fantastic.
1: Okay. Um. So let me see here. <clears throat> Sorry, I just have to scroll back to the top. So this is a New York Times story. Um, it is by. Taylor Lawrence and it was published on April 1st and uh the headline is stop trying to be productive. The all right, inter- <laughs> done. Yeah. <laughs> 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 the internet wants you to believe you aren't doing enough with all that quote unquote extra time you have now but staying inside and attending to basic needs is plenty. So, I'm going to jump around a little. I don't want to read like this entire thing. I'll just read the more important parts. um, Starting from the beginning. When Dave Q, 34, an artist and arts administrator in Philadelphia, realized that he would be working from home for the foreseeable future, he began to fantasize about the projects he could now complete around the house. Quote We went and bought all this paint and cabinet hardware and thought we were going to do the kitchen cabinet project we had wanted to do forever, he said. Two weeks later, he and his wife haven't touched their supplies. They have two children and demanding jobs. There's no extra time. We realize now, quote, we realize now it was a silly thought, Mr. Q said. It's a lot more stressful than I expected, unquote. As the coronavirus outbreak has brought life largely indoors, many people are feeling pressure to organize every room in their homes, become expert home chefs or bakers, write the next King Lear, and get in shape. Um, The internet, with its constant stream of how-to headlines and viral challenges, has only reinforced the demand to get things done. Um...
0: Oh no, so am I Start? am I part of the problem? You are. By by <laughs> demanding by demanding people make pancakes? You well, are, and it's funny. Because, reason,
1: yeah, go ahead. You
0: no, know, I was gonna say this is part of this is part of the reason why
2: I've disconnected from the internet is because there is a big proportion of it of telling you that you always have to you always have to be on, you always gotta be hustling, you always gotta be doing something. And that's exhausting. <laughs> and it's like even now, when actually the best thing you can do is probably like nothing. Like for your own mental health of actually just relax and stop watching so much, stop consuming so much, stop trying to be as productive because this is an unprecedented time. You don't need to show everyone that even with the virus, I can't be stopped. I'm always hustling. I'm like Kevin Hart. I got my own gym. Like You don't need to do all that stuff. Is he doing that? No, <laughs> I'm, not. <laughs> I'm not doing it I, again. That, no, that's what I'm saying. I'm not doing it. I'm not, I'm not. No, I said, it's Kevin Hart doing that. I
0: didn't know. No, Kevin I, mean, again, I
2: don't know. I'm just saying, but that's like, that's part of it, right? That's part of the Instagram social media mentality of these people yeah. telling you that I'm always on. I'm always ready. I'm always hustling. I'm always productive. I sleep five hours a night. And if when I'm sleeping, I'm even I'm just as productive when I'm sleeping as I am on a weight. It's just that, we hit that
0: part of an impressive culture. person we can do that. Wow. But this, this is my point, right? Is that nobody can do that. Nobody Dude, is if really I could capable of if I that. could make pancakes while sleeping and then just wake up and have burn pancakes. down your house. <laughs> 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 yeah, I, I didn't mean.
1: I, but if oh I God. if I
0: was capable of doing it successfully.
1: I'm sure someone has come up with some kind of like Rube Goldberg machine <laughs> that does this. So it's just a matter of finding it and then buying it off the internet.
0: <laughs> Maybe. But John, you said you were you you got off the internet and social media to be more productive. Isn't that, well, that the point? Well, that's the thing is that I find that, like that when, when you're the constantly
2: other. being told that you need to be productive by doing all of these things, I have a hard time focusing on the things that I actually care about. Instead, you just get bombarded with, oh, maybe I should be doing that. Well, maybe I should do that. Well, that looks cool. Maybe I should do that. And then you know what you end up doing? You really end up doing nothing. Mm-hmm. You end up trying to look productive. You end up trying to appear that you're always busy and you're always productive, but you're not really. Like, think about all the people that tell you, I oh, man, I'm always so busy. Every time you talk to them, oh, I'm so busy. I got so much going on. I got so much going on. Those people aren't really that productive. Mm-hmm. They're not, they never actually take the time to go, you know what? I'm actually not doing anything. I'm relaxing today. I need a day to reset. And then I'll get back into the things that I really care about. Most of us have way too much going on that we do very poorly, that we don't do very well. And I think that's probably a bit of this, of just people always feeling the need to pretend that they're productive and always need to feel that to tell everyone, hey, I'm busy. Even at quarantine time, I'm busy. I've always been busy. Everything's so busy. It's just I just don't think that that's actually how you're supposed to function at your most optimal as a human being.
1: Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean I I think I don't know. I I have sort of like a mixed opinion about this article um which like does go on to make some interesting points about like millennials as the burnout generation and sort of like this overall um <clears throat> this overall urge to overachieve um being like particularly in a a, a pretty american affliction. As well. And I think all of that stuff is right. And I think that having, like, inviting some quiet into your life and taking the time to really reevaluate what is important to you is actually the work that we should be doing now. Um, And I think that's actually sort of the opportunity that we're being handed by being forced to slow down a little bit. Um, so I'm not sure it does. This article doesn't really say that. Um, or at least I don't think that that's like the major takeaway. I think the major takeaway of this article is like, stop putting so much pressure on yourself because it's not good for you, which I think is good advice. But at the same time, um, I don't want this period of quarantine to end and for me to feel like I didn't do anything meaningful with it. And I think it's really up to the individual to decide what is meaningful to you or what's going to feel like the right use of that time. Um, But I think it is important to encourage people not to just like shut off their brains entirely by binging Netflix for three months and hoping that, you know, when they come out of their like Netflix induced coma in three months that everything's going to be back to normal.
0: Yeah. I also think it's more about like unrealistic expectations about what you're going to do, what you can do.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: Because if you, if you do get to that point where it's like, I'm gonna do this and this and this and this and this, if anything, my advice would be do one thing. Yes. Do one thing. Agreed. Yeah. And that, and then you could, and then, and then worry about the next thing, but first do one thing because that's, that's the only way you're really going to get stuff done. I mean, it happens. I agree. A- I agree hundred percent. Focus on one thing and try in the next month
2: to just get better at one thing. You don't have to perfect it. So if you're learning an instrument, pick something that's a very attainable goal in one month. I want to learn how to play, you know, the first part of this song. That's it. Just practice that, focus on that for a month and you'll come out better than you did before you came in.
1: Yeah. I also wanted to just say that, like, if you are working from home and also have children, like, all this goes out the window. (laughs) Yeah, like, if you're managing to just, like, feed your family and, like, get them to put on real clothes and not just, like, pajamas for the entire week, like then kudos like don't try to do anything else because you're already doing like 110 percent you know of what anyone should be doing so this i've seen more of my colleagues this is not for you
2: (laughs) i've seen more of my colleagues family in the last week than i have in the five six years i've worked at this company (laughs)
1: Mm -hmm.
2: I've seen kids, I've seen wives, I've seen kids like poke their head up into the camera in the middle of Mm -hmm. a meeting. Like I feel really, because again, daycares are closed. (laughs) Like it's not that it's a vacation. I feel sorry for these people. I really do. These people with kids, they like, you just hear kids in the background screaming and you just hear, Oh, hold on for a second. And then you hear yelling or, Look, honey, I'm on a call. Can you can you wait five minutes? <laughs> you hear that? <laughs> it's like, oh my god, these poor souls and the rest of us who are kind of like smiling and laughing, but at the same time, just like, oh man, you guys are in a world of hurt because, especially if you have if you've got either you're a single parent family or you're a family where both parents are working from home. I mean, mm-hmm. you got to sort of be like it's I got a meeting, it's your turn to take them or hey, I've got it like it's this shift off and it's yeah, like work from home works for me. I don't have any kids, so it's great. I close my door, I work for 8 hours and I go back upstairs and it's great. But mm-hmm. yeah, I'm every with every employee 100%. that has a
0: ca- I know every employee that has a cat. That yeah, I don't know. cats pop up <laughs> in the screen.
1: It's, it's just yeah, cause they never want to stay away from the computer. As soon as you're on the computer, they're like, "Oh, what are we doing?" <laughs>
0: this thing just loudly meowing into the microphone yeah. it oh it knows God. what's up yeah. cats are assholes it did they know what's going on
1: yeah. <laughs> well did you so, guys yeah, you're, see you're
0: completely right
1: did you guys see that i i didn't see the article itself but i've heard all of the backlash against it some new york times article about like how to maintain like um like, appropriate video chatting, like, work-from-home behavior and, like, how to keep your kids and your pets and your, like, home life out of your, you know, work Zoom calls. And everyone has just pushed back against it and been like, this is (laughs) ridiculous. Like, now is the time to really embrace everyone's humanity and, like, we're all in our homes with all of the imperfect things that come with that, including... Pets and kids and spouses and neighbors and whatever else.
0: I heard. I heard secondhand. I never heard of that um, that article, but I did hear secondhand again on a podcast referencing something that I could not find. Was that in Japan when you work, even when you work from home, you still have to wear a suit. Um, and then, so someone made a filter, like an AR filter for a video (laughs) chat, which like basically transposes a suit on the person speaking.
1: (laughs) I love that.
0: Yeah. I was trying to find proof of that, but I I couldn't sadly. And I really wanted to because I, well, I wanted to use it for myself. Like if it was a Skype filter or something, I would totally use that and and do that on every call, no matter how ridiculous it looked. Be awesome. I mean, I, I just want to see, honestly, how many people wear pants when they're on video calls with work.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Well, I've, I've noticed a downtick
2: in people starting to turn off their, their cameras at my office. Like, at first, everyone first looked at the camera, and it's sort of this new novelty of, hey, we can all see each other. And now most of my meetings are just, there's no camera. It's just audio. It's audio, and then everyone's muting their audio, and it's real funny because there's people are starting to get real comfortable working from home because I've noticed this too, right? You're on mute and you're listening to a meeting, and you're giving your own commentary of basically what's go- normally going through your head during a meeting, but you can't <laughs> actually say. So I've started of noticed. I just sort of started saying this out loud of like, oh, that's that's nonsense. We're never going to do that, and like in the middle of a meeting when obviously you wouldn't do that if I was sitting in a meeting room. And it's real yeah. funny because there's a call. That happened, and uh, someone had decided to go on an expletive rant thinking that they weren't on, that their mic was muted, and it wasn't.
1: <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> because someone's making the promise. He's like, I don't Love know who it. the
2: bleep's going to do this. This just nonsense. I can't believe we're going to do this, this, this. And then someone was like, uh, I think someone's mic is on. <laughs> oh, no. and this is like one of the higher up dudes of the company basically being like we're starting to make these promises that they know we're not going to be able to do this but again it's Love everyone it. getting comfortable in their house because you're sitting at home right you're sitting at home and you know you're looking out a window you're not in the office space around other people you're not like at a meeting so you're just i'm giving my own personal commentary on every single meeting that i'm muted in so you just have to be
0: careful <laughs> wow that's why whenever you mute yourself you you always try to say something That would potentially warrant a response Yeah, just to confirm that you're muted. There's a little pro tip for all you uh, working at home people out there to see if you're muted. And then once you know you're not muted, then you go on the expletive uh, rampage.
1: You mean once you know that you are muted?
0: Yeah, exactly. Once you know for
1: sure. Um, <laughs> so,
0: well,
2: but, but, uh, but look, I've, again, I think, it's, I think it's a good thing. I don't think everyone, I don't think work from home works for everybody. And I think that should be the point, right? That it works really well for some people. Some people were, are really being more productive. They're able to stay at home. Whatever their current life situation is, it works. For other people, it doesn't. And I think that's what you should take away from this is that you should have the option for people to go into an office. And for the people who don't want to, you should also give them the option to not. So the flexibility... Should really be the point of the humanity of this: of hey, some people really struggle working from home, and other people don't. So it's that give and take that I think hopefully is the takeaway from this, and not hard one way or the other. Of nope, we're all going to definitely be working at the office, or hey, you know what, we're going to shut down everything. Everyone's working from home, right? It, there's a middle line, as there is with most things.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. So, what um, was there anything else in the in that article that you wanted to uh, that you wanted to bring up?
1: um no i mean i think i kind of summarized um the parts that i didn't read out specifically so that was all of it
0: cool all right so let's move on to the next story then uh, this is a walk this is a long story and this is why i thought it was okay to have just two um because i want to go through it because it's a bit of an adventure um and also i gotta say that at this moment the the only printer in the household is uh, right next to me and it is printing i believe a novel um, because it, has <laughs> been, it has been printing for the last 20 minutes or maybe 10 minutes, maybe not that long. And it's just, it just keeps going and it's, and it's like, wow, I don't know what's being printed. I don't know why it's being printed, but it's happening. And I'm just waiting for that door to bust open and somebody to get it. Is open. your
1: family working from home too?
0: Yeah. My mom's a teacher in the Bronx and she's been, uh, so she's been working remote mm-hmm. and my grandmother is. Uh, retired for a while, so no, <laughs> she's been she's been knitting a lot of slippers for who I don't know, but she's been knitting <laughs> a lot of slippers, I'll a lot take of warm some feet slippers. out there. Yeah. You want them? They seem pretty small. I think she's making them for the for the great grandkids.
1: Uh, okay. Yeah,
0: well, she wants to make some um, for a size of eleven I'll, and a half. <laughs> Men's. I'll take here. <laughs> I'll take requests. You know, yeah. you got to pay for shipping, but uh but we'll between we'll that and
2: it. the coffee. Can you put
0: the coffee from your dad inside the same thing and ship all that stuff at once? I don't know. My dad gave me a weird answer when I asked him for the coffee. I was like, "Hey, can you give?" Uh, I was like, "Any interest in uh, giving John coffee?" He's like, "Well, I could give you coffee when I get to New York, and then you could decide what to do with it." <laughs> 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 your your dad doesn't like me for some reason. I've never met the guy. Uh, it's very strange. I don't know. <laughs> he doesn't know you. Maybe maybe that's the problem. He only gives maybe. coffee to people he knows. Yeah, fair enough. You know, you, you could be um, just who knows. You could be some some guy who's trying to steal the steal the secret sauce. The secret and, recipe. Then yep. I don't I don't know why. Anyway. All right, here's my story. This fucking printer. I can't. It I can hear it now. Paper all over the place. <laughs> I can't. It's like, this is driving me crazy. Who would do this? Like, why? What are you printing? I'm going to send a text because I know who's doing it. I'm going to ask right now, why are you, what are you printing? What are you printing? It's, go- <laughs> it's- <laughs> now I can hear a it. A <laughs> ton. It, well, now it's throwing paper everywhere. Like, now it's like, it's one of these things where it's just supposed to catch itself. It's spewing paper. Jesus Christ. It's spewing, spewing, autocorrect spewing. This is a word spewing paper everywhere. <laughs> it's a big room. So this um, is why these podcasts take an hour and a half, by the way. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yay, yay. It stop? Just I think it take stopped. the paper out and then it'll catch the rest of the paper that's printing.
0: I'm a step away. Nope, it's done.
1: I think it's done. Okay, it's done.
0: I think it's done. Cool. Okay, what's right. your
1: story? All right.
0: So here we go. <laughs> the story is about love. I'm going to read the headline and then I'm going to send it to you guys so you could read along and um because the pictures are amazing. Okay. okay. Here's the headline. Also, here's the fun part. It has nothing to do with coronavirus. So, mom of 4 dumps hus- oh, reading by the way from the dailymail.com. Mm-hmm. Um one of my favorite sources mama Ford dumps husband for pole dancer she met in online game second life who she had a virtual wedding and baby with and now they're married in real life
1: wow that's a mouthful Uh of a
0: sentence (laughs) yeah it's a hell of a headline you know they just want to get the point across so all right i just sent you the link so well i'll read and then we could you know you could stop and interrupt at any point but know that this is uh it's very exciting stuff uh all right hang on um the paper needs to be picked up yeah so i'm just gonna go on mute you guys can skim ahead and <laughs> should then... i start reading the story <laughs> no i mean uh, yeah you, you know what go ahead start reading the story give, give it a okay. start and, and we'll All go right. on i'm journey.
2: gonna start reading it so when he comes back he can he can pick it up so mama four dumps her husband okay a mother four who dumped her husband for her quote virtual husband who she met and married in an online video game before saying their i do's in real life Three years ago, Kelly Sexton, 41, of Kent, England, told her husband of nine years that she wanted a divorce within days of meeting Nick Von Aston, 30, of West, of Wisconsin in Second Life, so an international love story. Second Life, an online simulator where players can choose an avatar and live out their fantasies. After years of playing at being a married couple and even having a baby in the virtual world, Sexton and Von Aston married in real life in December 2019. So here, there's a picture of Kelly Sexton and Nick Van Aston, and there's a <laughs> there's, there's an image below this of their avatar, which is amazing. It is Sexton's oh, <laughs> wow. avatar, Selina, and Von Aston's <gasps> static mu- static muse, right, are shown in their virtual wedding day. So they married in the game and had a baby before they met in real life, and then underneath that is their actual wedding day. So wow, I mean that is that is a very interesting series of
0: pictures. Oh, <laughs> All right, cool. I'm, I'm back. I'm back. All right, okay. Yeah. So um, we're at glad, the photo. glad you got to the images. This yeah. is why I <laughs> sent the article to you guys. Why don't Arlen, Why don't you describe uh, these pictures?
1: Um. Okay. So the first picture is two really normal looking people. Um. And, by the way, um, Nick Von Aston is 30. I don't know if John read that part. I did. um, He's 30 and she's 41. But, I mean, this is just another example to me of, like, people being out here looking wildly different for their ages. Like, they look the same to me. He doesn't look 30. (laughs) He looks like...
0: Yeah, you look older like he's in 40s. Than,
1: a little older than that but anyway oh,
0: no he used some good moisturizer he's looking he's, he's looking smooth he's the pole dancer i guess he's got the neck tattoo don't forget the neck tattoo
1: yeah um so the second picture is i don't know how to even describe this Their are avatars right, let's, yeah i just <laughs>
0: so this this dude is mm-hmm. probably like maybe i don't know what like seven inches taller than her in real life irl As the the kids would say, and she is, um, she is not svelte. She is a, uh, you know, she's she's a bigger lady, right? He is, he is very average, maybe a little, maybe a little doughy, right? As I as I would often describe myself, and (laughs) uh, and then and then you got this picture of them in the virtual world, and she is just like this supermodel proportioned lady in a wedding dress, and um, and then you got this dude. Who's like about a foot taller than her. Um it's the a jawline
2: that that's made out of granite. Oh, yeah. <laughs>
0: yeah. <laughs> yeah. And that's the uh, yeah, and that and that's the difference between their their real life, uh, their real life selves and their uh, and their virtual selves.
1: And it's a mermaid style wedding dress on the avatar. Uh, and in real life, it's more of an A-line tool situation, just for listeners who know the difference,
2: <laughs> I was about to say you diseducated me on this, that, that. That there's a difference in wedding dresses.
0: <laughs> well, there know for sure are so that many the <laughs> the comparison picture will be the image for this uh, for this podcast. Yeah. All right, so so, 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 so I can pick it continue, up or do you want to pick it up? Okay, pick it up. Uh, I, I can pick it up. Yeah, that's fine. Sexton and Von Aston met, in quotes, that's rude, in Second Life on New Year's <laughs> Eve 2016, while she was using her avatar Selena, a slim, blue-eyed, tattooed babe, this is their words, and he was the tall, dark haired, buff, static muse who pole danced in front of her when they first met. Sexton, who was fibro all right, who has Fibromyalgia. Fibro- I'll help you out. Fibromyalgia. Yeah.
1: Do you not I know mean, what fibromyalgia is?
0: No, no.
1: You've never heard of fibromyalgia?
0: Yeah. And why? Why am I being attacked with this? I don't know why. <laughs> <laughs> no, just, it's just a question for me. Yeah, like, I definitely know what it is.
1: Yeah, I just okay. yeah. Okay.
2: It's like from all, what I know, it's, it's like it's like muscle pain from what i it's like it seems to
1: be it's like a not very well understood like chronic pain disease but it's probably like an autoimmune disease of some kind where like you have a lot of yeah musculoskeletal pain all the time
0: got it all right cool well well not cool i guess it sounds painful but anyway um emmy and non-epileptic, and non-epileptic attack disorder, N-E-A-D, told the Mirror that she played Second Life as a way to escape her pain and real-life problems. All right, fair enough. Selena is what I would ideally look like. Curvy and tall, Sexton told the newspaper, recalling the moment when Static Muse walked into the rock nightclub that Selena was working in that night. Quote, he wasn't wearing much. Boxer shorts, angel wings, and sunglasses, end quote, she said. Oh, wow. Quote. Then he started pole dancing in front of me, and it was so funny. I just thought, wow, he looks interesting. I started flirting with him, end quote. Static Muse then asked Selena on a date, which led to them spending hours in a virtual amusement park. It, didn't, it really didn't feel like a first date, Sexton said. Sexton, still married at the time in real life, told Von Aston that she was happily married and not interested in anything in anything funny, but added that they could be boyfriend and girlfriend while playing Second Life. Over the next few days, Sexton said, while talking while talking virtually of Von Esten for marathon 20-hour sessions, holy shit, we, she wound up revealing that she wasn't in love with her husband and hadn't been in years. Then we got some more pictures of them uh, in Wisconsin. So can I ask a general question here? This is a general...
2: I, please do. Would At what point would you consider this cheating on your on your partner. And what Ooh, point this in everything is- that you just described would you actually consider crossing the line?
0: Okay, this is a great question because this finally brings up my um my proposition of a like cheating terror alert level in the color scheme of it. So like <laughs> if you basically everybody has a different threshold, but if you basically start at like a you know a green to red right and then you have the colors in between um what level alert are we at at different stages and then what is your threshold at which point you say this relationship's over so you know you have a you have a cheating terror alert scale color coded of course um where what is the threshold i think that's a person by person basis and where and where this falls in there so um if you want to color code this where would you put it is it like a, is it a yellow? Is it a, is it a green? Is it like a greenish yellow? I don't think I'm, it's I'm orange. I'm trying to, I'm territory. trying to
2: see here, right? Like, would you consider that initial first date cheating? It's in a game, right? I know, but this is what I'm trying to figure out because it eventually turned into her leaving her husband. So at what point would you say, hey, you're crossing the line of what's a friendly, you've made a friend in a game thing versus, hey, this is be- becoming something that's more serious where you're actually emotionally. Detached from the person that you're married to to someone in a video game. That's why it's an interesting question because it's there. It's a hard line. I would say that their first virtual date, no. But anything after that, yes. I don't know. I'm I'm grasping at straws here. I think that's a green to begin with. Of like, hey, okay, you made a friend on the internet. Whatever.
1: No. But (laughs) that's not I don't
2: know. I don't. it's, It's tough.
1: (laughs) definitely no i mean okay first of all like second life is like notoriously i feel like this way everything i've ever heard about it is like people go on second life and yeah like often seem to start these virtual relationships that turn into real relationships and i think like going on a virtual date with someone or like talking to them for hours and hours, that's a hundred percent emotional cheating on your spouse.
0: All right. I don't think that's a great way. What color color on the cheating terror alert level is it? A red
1: i don't know i mean okay the first date that they went on is definitely not red but i would say it's like in the orange territory where it's like if you're if you're agreeing to go on any type of date whether it's virtual or in real life with someone when you're married to someone else and you're not in an open relationship that's it's not good
2: <laughs> yeah, I I'm not saying it's good. <laughs> I, just, I, not I, good. I, I, I just I just again I'm trying to put myself in this person's shoes because first of all, I'm not gonna be on a video game going on a date with anybody. That's just not happening. But all I'm right. trying to figure Fair out of like in this game, because yeah, I think this game is the one that's the t- first of all, the fact that you said that this game still exists was actually pretty surprising to me. Um <laughs> yeah, <this laughs> probably, like, yeah,
0: yeah. very much exists. These yeah, guys are, but, uh, they but got that's an what audience. I'm trying
2: to figure out. Of like, in that game, at what point is it just making a friend versus? I guess if you call it a date, right, that's crossing the line. What if it wasn't actually called a date? What if you just said, "Hey, there's someone that I met on, like, someone that I started that I met in a room on Second Life, and we're going to go to an amusement park. It,
0: would that be considered emotional cheating at that point? Well, you're saying it's a friend, right? You're not, you're not going on a. You as, haven't classified it you're not as, as going a date out yet. as a, it's a problem date. Problem but from the that jump, they she it said, as a date, right? Yeah. Okay, so I, I agree with her. But here's what she Definitely. said. Here we go. She said, "Uh, d- 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 going back, Um, she said, Static Muse then asked Selena on a date, which led them to spending Okay, so that's a problem. In- I agree. That's yeah, a problem. He, he asked her out for a, on a date, and okay. she said yes. But you so can I be looking at it as but a- if he, didn't,
2: you know. if he didn't say it was a date, what if he just said, hey, I'm going to go to this amusement park because there's a new level or something. Okay, I'm making stuff up. I've never played this game. But because there's a new thing here, would that be considered emotional
1: Sims. cheating as well? I think so. I mean, okay, John, here's a question for you. Um, how How long have you and Alice been together?
2: For about four years. Okay. Longer than four years, four years plus.
1: If you found out that she, if you knew she was spending all of her time on some virtual reality game, and then you found out that she went on a virtual date with someone else, or let's say several, how would you feel about it?
2: So the first thing i do is I would laugh hysterically at her because (laughs) this is is who I am. Um, But I don't, I guess I wouldn't necessarily, I'd ask a lot of questions, but I don't think I would be hurt to that level. Like I wouldn't, again, like on the terror level, it's not an orange, it's a bit below an orange. I'd probably try to figure out like, why do you feel the need to do this in the first place? Right, Would be my question more than like, oh, I can't believe that you've harmed me. I would first laugh and go, really? You're on a video game doing this? Like now it's different if you're on like a dating app, right? Mm-hmm. With like an actual human being who's in your area. That's different. Or if you're like again, this is this person could be anywhere. Which is why I'm kinda like, unless you act on it, unless you have the full intention on acting on it outside of this game then it's like you got a friend as long as you're not doing anything where it's personally showing your own self pictures of yourself if it's just your avatar and their avatar i again i I would laugh at her hysterically first but that's another way
0: for i mean the other the other question actually you could kind of say well where's the line between emotional investment in your character obviously there's another person on the other end in this case but like what about in a game like in an rpg where you Pursue where you have like romance options, right? Like in Mass Effect, you know, that's a sci fi game where there's like characters, but as your character progresses, like it would in a movie, there are romance options and relationships and things but like again, that. yeah, not that a may human or may on the not other side of that, which is Arlen's Correct. Point. And that's, that's and, and that's the human difference. on the other side of it. Right. Yeah. But if you, but can you transpose your, you know, your own fictitious world in this place and disconnect it from? Yeah, I guess reality. that's
2: my question as well. That's, that, that's that, the that would other. Be que- my, that's why I that would be my question. Made that, yeah, that, that That would be my question of like, how invested in this are you? Like, do you feel this emotional that? Even if you don't ever meet this person, you're getting something out of this that I personally am not able to give you. And is that okay or is that a problem? Because I think Mm -hmm. you being able to get emotional support from things that your spouse can't necessarily help you with isn't wrong, right? Because everyone has friends. You've got different people that you talk to about different things. But if you're replacing that person with this avatar... Of saying, I actually don't need a husband or a wife anymore because I'm getting the emotional support I would expect from them through this video game, then that's a problem. But again Or if you're like, neglecting it, or if you're yes.
0: neglecting relationship if your relationship yes. if you're spending 20 hours on the game, that's a problem. Like, yeah, that's that's when things became an issue. If yeah. you have a 20 hour talking session, I mean for more than just relationship pro- that's a personal so, problem. So, so as to well. answer your
2: question, Arlen, I don't think I'd be hurt by it. I would be very inquisitive of it before I got hurt. Mm-hmm. I think I would. And again, I think that's just probably my personality of trying to figure out, OK, what exactly
0: are you doing on this thing and why I'd be asking a lot of questions to mm-hmm. see what her response would be. I also wouldn't put it as an orange, because at this point, if something like this was happening and I was in a relationship and someone who was doing that, I'd be like, all right, I my first look would be more introspective. Because at this point, you know, you if you want to call it emotional cheating, as you said, all right, sure, you could you could potentially see that. But then maybe I don't think it's beyond the the point of repair. Right. Where you could say, all right, well, maybe what's going on here with this in this fictional world that you're, what are you getting from this that I can't provide? And if I can't, well, then, all right, well, then that, that obviously is more foreboding and issues that you say, all right, well, let's, let's, let's call this thing a wrap versus uh, something where it's like, oh, okay, I could, I could step up. I could get on a pole. Is that what you need me to do? Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> give me, give me, I'm, I'm give, me avatar, and, I'm <laughs> give me the boxers. I'm coming in. Give me the boxers and the wings and I'm in. I'm doing it. Yeah. yeah
1: yeah I mean I think that's a good point um that it it uh it's more of a red flag any type of emotional cheating is a red flag that something is heading in the wrong direction in your real life relationship and Yeah. yeah and like Jason said it doesn't necessarily mean that like um it's that your real life relationship is beyond repair but it means that um there is something that needs to be repaired so
0: so moving on with the story because it it gets darker oh then i realized i was living this well i mean i've read it in the headline then i realized i was living this life i was feeling trapped in which i which is why i was always on the game she said noting that their massive connection was one of the reasons why she fell for von ashton I was wary, but I fell in love with his voice and how easy he was to talk to, she said. Within days, Sexton admitted her feelings to her husband at the time that she wasn't in love with him and was unhappy. He responded in kind. Oh, his response was a relief. His reaction was a relief, she said, adding that she eventually told him about Van Aston and that her then-husband had no qualms about it. Oh, this is interesting. <laughs> she said that he's since he's since met Van Aston and that they get along that they get on well there you go wow. sex and event and von Aston's online relationship moved quickly that within 10 days of playing they said they were in love with each other even though neither knew what the other looked like in the real that's just how the sentence ends. I started. I started to panic that maybe I was being catfished. After all, I was a 37 year old disabled disabled mother, hardly a catch. Sexton said. Then Von Aston sent a picture of himself to Sexton, and she realized that, and she realized that was absolutely gorgeous. So, so now hold on, hold on, Re- real quick, real quick. Yeah, go this for it. This is when
2: this is when for me you are at the highest terrorism alert level. The minute that you, yeah, but she's already,
0: yourself. she's already told her husband. It's over. No, no, but this is my point, though. The fact that she's
2: already told her husband and they got because her husband's playing this game as well, obviously, if he's in it. Right. Because they haven't met each other. A minute, send a picture. No, that's what she says. She says she thought she was being catfish. He sent a picture of himself. So they had not seen each other by the time her husband had met him. So he met him on the game. He had to because they did not know what each other looked like until you read that sentence until he sent her a picture.
0: We no, know. I'm minute, talking. I'm talking about the husband of the woman in IRL, like the real life husband. This is what she said. Within within days, Sexton admitted to her husband at the time that she wasn't in love with him and was unhappy. He responded in kind. Right. He also wasn't happy. So at this point, the relationship's over. Right, but, but, that, but that's but that's what I'm saying though. That they, I still think that to
2: me, when you send the picture, they've completely disabled from the video game to real life on your
0: terrorism level. This is. Oh red. yeah, sure. Gotcha. But but if but assuming that that happened after she's told the husband then Fair that enough. relationship's over. It's done. I mean, I guess, There's, but that doesn't mean it's not repairable, but if they deemed it was done, then fine. Yeah. But I hear you. If that happened prior, then yeah, yeah. we're in we're in some orange territory here because what No, what this are you is red.
2: For? Sending pictures is
0: red. That's a red mm.
2: Don't send a picture. That's a that's a red that is a that alarm is off. There's a giant problem when you're starting to exchange photos with each other. That's a problem. Yeah. All right. Agree?
0: <laughs> Yeah. Well, d- d- do you disagree, Jason? <laughs> no, no, I, I'd agree. I mean, well, yeah. You said was <laughs> yeah, you, you it was an orange. Yeah, I'd probably say it was an orange.
2: who in her picture to another man? That's a red, buddy. You'd be extremely upset. Like, wait a minute, what do you do? Who you send pictures to on a video game, and now you're sending this person your own personal pictures? That's a problem.
1: Yeah, definitely a know. problem. All right.
0: So um, she said that no one no one had ever looked at her the way Van Aston did on the call, and that it was just love. The two got married in Second Life on February twenty-fifth, twenty seventeen, about a year and two months after first meeting. The wedding was attended by virtual family and friends from all over the world. Sexton described the wedding as being a proper ceremony with vows we wrote ourselves, and said that it took place at a little chapel with, with that von Aston had built himself one piece at a time. We didn't think we could have a real relationship together because of distance and me being 10 years older, she said. They continued their online romance, getting a digital house and going through a virtual pregnancy and having <laughs> I mean, a baby until, December, 20, un- so <laughs> until weird. December 26, 7, 2017, <laughs> when Sexton flew from England to the US to spend a week with Von Aston in real life. She told the Mirror that she was very nervous about, this meeting, about the meeting, but that the moment he said Hey, sweetie, at Arrival, she knew that we found our missing piece, everything connected. Once we'd spent that week together, we knew we wanted to make a go of it. I fell now, in love now, with... Now, real quick, ahead. real quick. This is yeah. This
2: is what that whole part that you just explained of the traveling and the whatnot is what makes 90 Day Fiance so great, because this is basically would be a total perfect 90 Day Fiance story. If she was then trying to move to the US to get a K-1 visa, and this was their backstory of this virtual game absolutely this is this is what you get in 90 day fiance
0: it's basically so this. true
1: it's like a cross between 90 day fiance and um love is blind
0: yes <laughs> there should be a um right maybe, maybe there needs to be a show based on there second should totally life. be a reality show based
2: on people in second life who didn't i'll tell other. you what and i'm 100%. gonna try to
0: look up second life for next next week but i think that I bet they're doing awesome in this situation. Oh like yeah. with the current with the current oh, world definitely. situation. I bet I know games already are seeing higher engagement, but you can only imagine that games that encourage connections with other people. So I'd imagine this, World of Warcraft, other MMOs, like those are what are really exploding now. So I'm telling you,
1: mm-hmm. let's
0: all jump in Second Life and we could probably record the podcast from there in a virtual studio. And <laughs> uh, and, totally and I can look like Chris Cuomo. <laughs>
1: That would be All right, so fine.
0: funny. All right, fair enough. Um so here here's getting a word from uh, from the man. I fell in love with Kelly's personality, warmth, uh, warmth of her voice and the idea of her of her very very quickly, Von Aston said, adding that although his family had met previous previous dates, none of them were ever as well received as Kelly. Von Aston then flew to England in March 2018. To meet Sexton's children in person, remember, she had four kids, after seeing them on video and chatting with them. They loved him, she said. He then proposed to Sexton in April 2018 on Dover Beach using an engagement ring that matched the one that he had given her in the online world. Their actual wedding took place on December 30th, 2019, in Wisconsin. The couple is currently in England awaiting coronavirus travel restrictions to be lifted so that Von Aston can go back to the US and wait for a spousal visa. Um, there's more, but I think that's it. I I, I think we got
2: the, I think we got the gist of it. Look, I, I just, I'm surprised that second life is still a thing. And if these people truly found happiness
0: and love, you know, more power to them yeah well I, I'm gonna read this line Sexton said that their relationship felt, feels like a fairy tale and that when I first saw him I felt like my soul had found its mate my missing piece it's a perfect story with a perfect ending and that ending is being stuck in England with uh, coronavirus <laughs> 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 so there you go uh, that was that was a trip uh, I'm sure we're gonna see more Second Life stories it was I agree. actually have a I know somebody who may or may not have uh, met her current baby daddy in World of Warcraft, and he may or may not have had a family before that happened. So, wow. Um, yeah. Yeah. It's, it's, these things happen. These things happen. <laughs> they, they, they totally a lot of people do. play these games, a lot of permutations can exist in the game and out of it, and mm. y- connections can develop in any way possible. Um, that's it for the news. If we want a little reddish, bluish, blackish, Jewish uh for some political talk, I got nothing. Um Trump's still an asshole. Skip it. We'll yep. skip the coronavirus um, is enough
2: of a political catastrophe in the US. Let's just out exactly. repeat it again. Watching the US news makes me very happy that I currently don't live there.
0: Yeah. Cool. And uh we wish uh Chris Cuomo all the best. Uh we need you, Chris. We need you getting after it. Um uh, he hasn't been working out. I think all the weight he's losing is muscle mass.
1: Oh, we'll man. see.
0: I'm, I'm worried. I'm worried to see like a skinny, flabby Chris Cuomo. I should have challenged him in the pancake challenge. I regret everything. <laughs> uh, okay. So here we go. I uh, I will get a little media therapy and then uh, we'll call this thing. So I was watching. So obviously, as always, start off with a question. I was watching the Rocketeer last weekend. Fun movie. A lot of fun. Wow. I don't know if you guys are any fans. Yeah, but not in a very long time. Yeah, you should seriously. Watch
1: it. Haven't seen that I, in a honestly, long
0: time. I think it holds up. Yeah. I think it holds up. And I forgot that uh Timothy Dalton is the villain. But what I wanna ask is who's older? Jennifer Connolly or Paul Giamatti? Jennifer Connolly.
1: I what don't do I don't know what celebrities look like or I don't know anyone's name ever. So I have to like actually look up. A Jennifer
0: Connelly was in A Beautiful Mind. Of course, she was the she was the wife. Um, she was in The Rocketeer as the uh, as the main love interest. She was in the Terrible Hulk movie. Um, oh,
1: I see. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who she is. Um, I'd say older,
0: but I think it's cool. I think it's very close.
1: Hmm, I think Paul Giamatti is older.
0: All right. So here's the thing. Jennifer Connelly is younger than oh, Paul wow. Giamatti by two and a half years. So. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> that's, wow. Th- that's where things get real wrong for Paul Giamatti. When you look at Jennifer Connelly, you're like, oh, my God, she's almost 50. She's looking great. Yeah, she does. She looks uh, amazing. <laughs> she looks great. She but it's yeah, Paul Giamatti.
2: <laughs> yeah, as always. I, I'll- I also didn't realize that uh, that uh, Paul Giamatti played John Adams <laughs> in, in an HBO series.
0: Oh yeah, he did. <laughs> amazing. So, I hey, want look, Paul we- Giamatti to make a, a. I was watching a little bit of Taken this week, and I was like, "Can can we get a like a Taken like movie with Paul Giamatti? Can we get him in like this as a good guy in an action movie? I know he was no. the bad guy and shoot him up, but yeah. can we get him in a?" And like a hero where he – in a hero role where he's got uh, Maggie Grace as his daughter and he needs to save her from something. So so I do want
2: to talk about – I've got one media therapy thing to talk about. I'll make it real quick. right? I, I watched The it. Tiger King. I watched it. I did not. Um, How do you like it? It's, it's, it's a train wreck. <laughs> the entire thing is a mess. <laughs> really? Um, it's definitely – it's definitely worth watching. It's one of the more. And again, I know that if you've been listening to podcasts or just news in general, or if you're on the internet, everyone's been talking about this thing. Like the few podcasts that I listen to is just nonstop tiger King. Um, It's, it's an amazing train wreck to watch. It's, it's yeah, you should watch it. That's all I'm going to say is that it should definitely be watched. You should, it's seven, seven episodes at like 42 minutes a piece per episode. Um, Yeah. It's, it makes you wonder that there's, there's some real different livelihoods out there in the U S that we have nothing about the fact that this world even exists and that this specific dude Joe exotic exists is it's, it's, (laughs) it's it's, it's amazing. Um, so yeah, so I watched it and it's definitely worth watching. Um, if you've got free time, which you all do Mm -hmm. to spend at least, you can spend an hour a night and you'll still be in quarantine by time you're out of this thing. Mm -hmm. So
1: yeah, that's all
2: I got for media therapy is that I watched the tiger King and it's, it's amazing and they're all terrible human beings <laughs> every single one of them are all unlikable and terrible but that doesn't mean you can't stop watching nice harlan Ar- what do you got
1: uh well i did send my recommendations for seasons of married at first sight for you guys to watch but yes. um i sent them a little late in the week and so i guess i don't know um if we're going to start talking about one of these seasons then, you know, you guys need I'm to pick one it. to watch. <laughs> I will
0: I will not watch any of this. I will be a I will be a party to the discussion. I will not watch it.
1: Okay, John.
0: I think I'm going to
2: pick season 9 cuz one is probably easier for me to find to get a hold of to watch it. Um,
1: I don't know that it's going to be I mean, I don't know if it's going to be easier, but it's fine with me if you pick season 9.
0: Okay, this is I think I'm gonna pick sight. season
2: nine because the OG seasons are always, you know, there's a little too much about. Like, I, I want, I want when the real crazies get a hold of a show and want to be on it. That's what I want to see.
1: Oh, okay. Well, season nine will fully deliver that. Wonderful. For you, that's so that's what I
0: want. <laughs> that's what How I Can want you watch? this on? Is this, on, is this on Netflix? Is it on Netflix?
1: Uh, I believe it's on Netflix or Hulu. Um.
0: Okay.
1: Yeah, it's uh, it airs on Lifetime and uh yeah. yeah season 9 was pretty good um so that's one thing and then i guess the, my only other contribution to um media therapy is that uh greg and i have decided to revisit the blacklist because we were binge watching it a few years ago and then we kind of fell off and um got behind the curve and now we're like just starting season five have you guys watched the blacklist before
2: no i watched the first episode of it which was fine I just oh. for whatever reason didn't get back to it so I've seen the very first episode I know the I know the concept behind the show um I just haven't where he's like I'm only going to work with this one person that's pretty much the only thing that I remember um, yeah. but yeah but I haven't I haven't watched it
1: Oh man it's if you want to binge watch something the blacklist is a good place to start it's it really just is such a ridiculous soap opera Um, But it's like, uh, you know, like police drama, soap opera, like crime drama. Um, And every episode you're watching and you're just like, this is ridiculous. This would never happen. Like all of these people would be dead. There's like so much just like casual murder and... Um, reckless driving, and just, like, ridiculous plot lines, and you're getting to that last 10 minutes of whatever episode you're watching, and you're just like, this show, I can't even with this show anymore. It's so dumb, and you think you know what's going to happen. And then in the last, like, 30 seconds of every episode, something happens, and you're like, what? And then you're like, well, now we have to watch another episode. Now we have to watch the next one, because it's always a cliffhanger. Every episode is a cliffhanger and you're just like, how did that just happen? So if that's something, if you really want to just get sucked into a vortex that's impossible to escape for like several hours, I highly recommend The Blacklist.
0: Sounds dangerous.
1: It's very dangerous. It will be four in the morning before you know it. <laughs> All right, I'll see how
2: the married married <laughs> at first sight goes, and then maybe I'll switch over to this because yeah, I'm getting to the point I'm running out of TV, which I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing.
0: Yeah. I'm gonna tell you what. All right, now that I am here um and the the TV schedule is based around, you know, between I don't know, 10 and let's call it nine o'clock, I'm basically on whatever my grandmother wants to watch. And you know, my mom's working remote. And so basically it's been a lot of network shows um, during the week. It's like I'm in this weird routine where I'm working till six um, at six o'clock. It's dinner. Seven o'clock. It's Jeopardy. Usually it's uh, Wheel of Fortune at 730, but that didn't happen this week. I don't know why. Maybe it'll come back next week. Who knows? Fridays, Shark Tank at, uh, at eight oh, o'clock. Wow. <laughs> By the way, Shark Tank. Great show. I used to love on?
1: Shark Tank.
0: Yeah, it's still on. They're still doing new episodes. It's awesome. Are they wow. really? Huh. Okay. Yeah. Like I, I didn't really pay it much mind, but goddamn, man, Shark Tank is a uh, is a fantastic, fantastic. And I and also, um, I at one point, um, Googled just to not this isn't about Shark Tank, but just in general, I Googled is um Pat Sajak an asshole because he just looks like it. You know, ah. he, the way it's he looks, he's apparently a very nice guy. Yeah, I you know I when I looked this up. I, I saw some people on read it being like, is, is he an ass? Like, I'm not the only one with this thought. It was like, this guy seems like a dick. Mm. Like, why is, he, why is he such a dick? But uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, then, but uh, during the day, it's like, um, it, it's during lunch. So I'll go down for lunch, like around 12, 1230 daytime court TV shows.
1: Ooh. And
0: yeah, like that's, I don't know if that's rock bottom or what, but wow. I'm surprised people's court still on. Yes. People's People's court. People's court. Yep. People's court. They even have, they have this thing called couples court where it's a, it's a husband and wife judge. (laughs) And they (laughs) have, and they have a thing, they have a thing called paternity court, which is basically Maury's shit, but without, (laughs) but, but none of the other episodes that nobody cares about. It's just the, who's the baby daddy. I mean, this one woman who is on, first of all, I don't see the entirety of it. I, for paternity court starts at one all right one eastern so that's the end of the lunch. so usually i watch the first 10 minutes of it before i'm going up if if at all Mm -hmm. so i remember thursday i was able to i saw a little bit of it and this woman she's talking about this she's like she's talking about how this guy's got to be the father it's it was her first love and all these other things this kid is like a man this is a grown man this kid and he just wants to know who his dad is and you see like these boxes of four dudes and the first one's got an X through it. And she's talking about the second one on why he might be the dad. And then. So Friday we start watching this thing it's on. And there's now five boxes there. And I was like, Oh, okay. They added another, another candidate. And then she's like in the preview, you know, there's given like previews of what's going to happen in the episode. And they're like, is there another man? And she's like, yeah, there could be another man. And it's like, oh, my oh, God, wow. there's six possible candidates. So who's this kid's dad? <laughs> this is-
1: Jesus. Oh, my God. Yeah.
0: It's some crazy shit. That's a show. And that's on every day, every day.
1: Oh, um, and then, of course, the there's
0: <laughs> the ridiculous people's court thing. The most anybody's ever had to anybody's ever like sued for is three thousand um, dollars. There's I, the type of person that goes on that thing is crazy. Yeah. Uh, there's, and a lot of them are actors wacky. as well. I know a lot of people that go on Maury are actors.
2: So really, oh, really, yeah, Maury and oh, no. uh, what's his name and Jerry Springer. Hmm.
0: They
1: got They're a lot really of actors. clear to come. say
0: the the following people are not actors. This is real court. Yeah,
1: he's getting sued. She's getting. This is a
0: real case. This is a real case, by the way. She's getting sued by her ex boyfriend because she cheated on him and owes him three thousand dollars and for four months rent wow she says she doesn't she's she says she never cheated on him and wants to get back together with him
2: (laughs) (laughs) man i have not watched people's court in probably about
0: 20 years i think that was a people's court episode (laughs) it was wild and there is no way that woman did not cheat on that guy the text don't lie (laughs) she did she only had to pay half of what she owed but in the end she lost and she deserved it because she was cheating on him with marcus that's a mistake um yes that's my life um i got nothing else unless you want to hear about some video games i'm playing no so, I think that's it
2: we'll do video games next week because i'm playing a lot of animal crossing as well which we can talk about when we have more time dork all right cool. Hey, well, you uh, apparently the rest of the world's playing this too so oh yeah i know yeah. i know
0: it's it's a great game I, I see i see all the memes chrissy Teigen's playing it a lot of people playing it um all right cool so that's it till next week uh Thanks, Arlen. Again for joining us. Brittany yeah, said, you, sent me a text along the way. She said she'll join next week. So
1: cool.
0: There we go. I'm and for, uh, I join
1: us next week too.
0: Don't know how. Need another mic. Unless you guys do to share a mic. I mean, we can try it out. You know, we're, see what happens. We're
1: pretty comfortable sitting next to each other, so I feel like we can make it work.
0: <laughs> that doesn't sound like good social distancing, but hey, that's your own problem. <laughs> hey, but they're within bubble, right. so they're fine.
1: Exactly. All
0: right. Still on uh Com. Go there, check out the links to everything, Facebook, Twitter, podcast services, Uh, rate us on iTunes. Tell your friends they're not doing anything else. They're staying at home. They might have binged everything else. Why not binge the first 10 or 11 episodes of He's Abroad? Until next week, this podcast is over.